and welcome along to episode 46 of the All Things Leeds podcast with myself, uh, Ed McIntyre, and joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. Hello. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm not bad. How are you? Well, I mean, traffic will murder on the way here, but other it than was. that, it's fine. It was. <laughs> need to be quite rapid tonight, so I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, you will? Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. Yeah, I'm buzzing after that 4-0 win at the weekend. It's December as well. It's December. It's officially Christmas time. It's allegedly the most wonderful time of the year, but I'm yet to see any evidence of that. <laughs> <laughs> it is the one, most wonderful time of the year. No, it the is. most wonderful time of the year is when the sun stays in the sky for more than 20 oh, minutes a day. I, lo- I love Christmas. I, I love Christmas time. Uh, well, I hope you're up for talking because we have plenty to discuss here uh, in this episode of the podcast. We'll, of course, look back uh, on last Saturday's game. Leeds United thrashing middles before 4-0 at Ellen Road, of course. Uh, we'll also uh, need to look at the uh, Leeds United 23s and their win. Uh, as well as uh, discuss our FA Cup third round tie away against Premier League side Arsenal. Exciting, exciting. Uh, we'll also look at uh, other bits of news that has come out of uh, Ellen Road this past week before. Uh, looking ahead to Leeds United's next two games. Uh, first, it's a short trip to Huddersfield Town on Saturday before we host Hull City at Ellen Road on Tuesday night. Plenty coming up here on the All Things League podcast. <laughs> Well, uh, let's get straight into Saturday's game then. Leeds United thrashing Jonathan Woodgate's Middlesbrough uh, 4-0 at Ellen Road. And uh, Charles, this was a pretty good for, pretty good performance from Leeds, but Middlesbrough, they were awful with Middlesbrough. Yeah, they seemed a bit abject, didn't they? Not like They didn't really know what they were doing, which is a bit strange. Um, I don't know whether it was kind of an agent Woodgate scenario yeah. where, I know obviously he's from, up in, he's from Middlesbrough, but... Yeah. He's, he's Leeds. Let's, let's be realistic. He's Leeds. Yeah, he's, he is. He, 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 well, he made his team play bad on purpose against Leeds. To give he, Leeds, joined, he, joined Leeds. Leeds. he joined Leeds when he was 14 and stayed yeah. here for years. So, um, yeah. I mean, Middlesbrough, they did have you know, five or six first-team players missing, but they did play a sombre longer. I don't know if he was 100% fit or not, um, but you know, they, they were woeful. They yeah, really were woeful. The only thing I can remember that them having out is George Friend they had out and um, I think someone else, uh, their left-back, I think, was out as well. As well, yeah. anyway, a few defensive players and a, a couple of members of midfield, like Paddy McNair, he was injured but he played anyway. Yeah. Sam Belonga injured but played anyway, and they played like they were injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they played. They, in fact, they played like it's people who've never played football yeah. before. I mean, they did absolutely nothing whatsoever, and it was so weird as well to see Johnny Housen playing at right back as well. That was really, really yeah. He seemed like he was getting a bit frustrated during the game. Yeah, uh, I think he had a bit of a niggly tackle which he got booked for uh, in the second half. Um, but yeah, they were just woeful. They yeah. were just a really poor team, yeah. and, we, and we did what we did. We not, don't normally do, which is absolutely hammer a really poor team. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we do that best, of course. Of course, one change for Leeds United in this game. Helder Costa came in for the injured Tyler Roberts. Of course, uh, he picked up a hamstring problem in the uh, game before this, the Reading game. Um, Eddie Nketiah, he also made his return to the bench for the first team after recovering from an abdominal uh, injury. Um, Helder Costa sat in Pablo moving into the centre. Were you were you a fan of this? Um, yeah, I mean, Pablo playing in the centre kind of reminds me of the Monkey era because that's where he used to play. He used to play mm. that number 10 role. I mean, uh, obviously Bielsa prefers him out on the wing, but that's more Costa's strength playing on the wing than in the... I don't think Costa could probably play in the number 10 role. But I thought, yeah, they, they seemed to complement each other quite well. Of course, I was going off the extended highlights because I wasn't at the game. You were, yeah. even Chris were. I was in the gantry. Yeah. You were in the gantry? Yeah. Thank you to LS11 for putting me in the gantry. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm going off that, but it seemed like they kind of connected very well. And the forward line in particular seemed like they were all wanting to get on it. Uh, Click had a, a really good game. So, 
and I seem to be well up, well up by taking punts from the edge of the box, as yeah. we will go on to talk about in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we scored really early on, but we could have scored even earlier than what we did, really. Luke Ehrlin, uh, he killed a shot from just outside the box with his uh, weaker uh, left foot, uh, just went just wide of the left post, uh, but we didn't. Then did go win the up on three minutes through Patrick Bamford. Uh, his initial header was saved, uh, but back in from Pablo Hernandez on the left, and Bamford headed in uh, to get three goals in four games now for him, which is good. Yeah, it was like a swan dive, Robin Van Persie at the World Cup type header, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it was a really, yeah, really was, weird header. But it was only about four yards out, but he absolutely <laughs> well, wellied it in with his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful bit of skill of Harrison off the left wing. Yeah, right. Was. Uh, was it left foot to right foot? Yeah, and who then sent it in first time and then obviously Pablo sent in the the next cross after the keeper kind of fumbled it out but yeah good goal and it's Bamford scoring as a former club and he celebrated which is funny yeah and he got booed as well but yeah. that's, that's a way to shut him up by, by scoring against yeah. your former club and he, he didn't do what like Neil Morpé does which is just run over to the away fans and or home fans uh, and, and to, to basically take the mick out yeah. of them he decided to just run round the uh, past the south stand towards the uh, cheese wedge corner uh, the south east corner yeah, he um, made a lot of a celebration. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But um, yeah, fantastic goal. Uh, three goals in four games now for him, which is really good. He's in, he's in really, really good form, is Patrick Bamford at the moment. So hopefully he keeps it up. And he got denied one by an own goal as well. So he should actually have four. <laughs> um, we almost dubbed our lead uh, shortly after. Uh, Ailing had another opportunity uh, in the box, but uh, his left footed strike uh, aimed for the top left corner went just over the bar. Um, Middlesbrough, they offered nothing at all, really. Uh, I remember one moment during the first half, which almost gave me a heart attack uh, was when uh, Kiko absolutely mugged off uh, Middlesbrough striker Ashley Fletcher um, who LUFC uh, Twitter described as sending him for a hot dog uh, uh, sending for a hot dog back in Middlesbrough <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, Kiko really did have a good game here um, it was a fiver game really not much happened after Luke Hillen missed that good chance but it was a fiver game Colin Phillips of course uh, picked up a yellow card in 24 minutes for uh, a pretty bad challenge really I, I thought he was lucky to um, to no. not get a bed really yellow was the right call it yeah. was it was it was a little bit reckless but the it, studs weren't up it weren't it wasn't uh, aiming high he just slid in a bit late it was I think it was a second late so that, that is a textbook yellow card yeah, it, it was a bad challenge, though. Uh, but uh, thankfully, uh, Keith Stroud, the referee, he seems to have quite a good game. The Keith Stroud, seems yeah, to he, keep he didn't a lid do on those bad. things. Yeah, he didn't do too bad at all. But um, Calvin Phillips, though, he is now suspended for one game after picking up five yellow cards this season. And this Middlesbrough game as well was the cut off. So the nineteenth game yeah, of the season, yeah. Silly challenge from Calvin Phillips. Really, it was a needless challenge. Middlesbrough weren't going anywhere. It's a stupid challenge. It, it does. Uh, it does tend to do these kind of challenges quite a lot, but. Yeah, it was a silly challenge. There was no need to pick up the yellow card, but he has, and uh, he is now out for the Huddersfield game on Saturday, which we'll uh, get into a little bit later on. But um, yeah, really, really silly challenge from Calvin Phillips to get a yellow. Um, but we played on. Uh, went 2-0 up just before half-time. Um, a fantastic ball from Jack Harrison, you say, Charles. It I is Jack it, Harrison. I thought it was Pablo Nandes at first. But, um, yeah, great ball uh, down to uh, Patrick Bamford. Um, and I think he tried to flash the ball across goal, but it deflected into the path of Matouche Click, um, whose deflected shot then went in to make it 2-0 at half-time. It was a bit of a comedy of errors, and I use that word comedy correctly because yeah. it was very funny to see <laughs> <laughs> the ball going in the middles of a players just looking bewildered yeah, how they've gone 2-0 down two deflections get, get on our side I know <laughs> it doesn't happen very often does it yeah, it, was, it was a very lucky goal we don't often get scrappy dirty horrible goals like that no we but... don't do it <laughs> but it, it was a very lucky goal yeah 2-0 uh, yeah, at half time we continued our dominance into the second half Jack Harrison uh, tested the 
tested via young uh, Middlesbrough keeper uh, Ainsley Pears, I think it is. It's either Pears or Pears. I think Pears it's Pears. The uh, 22-year-old um, Jack Harrison tested him uh, on good uh, save, early huh? on in the second half with a volley. You know, it was a really good save, actually. Um, but with our dominance and the game being played in uh, Middlesbrough's half, uh, the third goal was always coming. And, of course, it did come um, on the 67 minutes. We went 3-0 up, held a cost to scoring. Uh, really good play, actually. Uh, nice build-up, um, click. And uh, Hilda Costa linking up well. He shouldn't have had the opportunity to score, though. There no, were two, he shouldn't. Two defenders right in front of yeah. him who both missed the tackles completely. <laughs> yeah. And he just had a punt. And even the shot goes straight through the goalkeeper. Yeah, I know the keeper should have done better and also the defenders should have done better. But Hilda Costa, he did well to get into the box and get the yeah. shot off. Um, and yeah, uh, good goal to, to make it 3-0. And uh, it was 4-0 um, shortly after that, six minutes later, 73 minutes. Um, short corner routine, this one. I know that uh, you, you're not a I'm fan f- of I'm short I'm fairly critical routines. of short corners, but it seems like for this team, that might be the best way to go about it because we don't have any height in the team, so why not do short corners? Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, Calvin Phillips, he took the short corner, gave it to Pablo Hernandez, back to Calvin Phillips. He'll uh, give it to Matash Click and then on the edge of a box, killed a beauty into the top right corner. The keeper, no chance. What a wonderful goal this it, was. It was kind of a Matthias Click kind of um, staple. He loves them curling shots from, from distance. Um, but he did have a lot of time and space. Yeah, he, he he even, I, Probably I, too much. Watching the goal back, he even has time to, set, set, to kind of move backwards a bit and then, you know, to line himself up. No player should ever have that, that amount of time 20 yards from goal. No, the middle, Middlesbrough players are just watching him because they think uh, he'll have a punt here, but it, it won't go in. And uh, he had a punt and it went in the top corner. <laughs> he went in. Goal <laughs> of the season, that, so far. And I'm still a sucker for the first goal we scored this season. What, Pablo Hernandez? On the turn, top corner, left foot. Yeah. That was a really good goal. Oh, I, I could watch this uh, Matthaus click goal over and over again. I thought it was sensational. What a, what a fantastic goal it was uh, to make it 4-0. Um, if it couldn't get any worse for Middlesbrough, uh, we brought on Eddie and Ketia for Patrick Bamford um, shortly after. Uh, but the damage had already been done, Dell, and uh, we ended up winning 4-0 to take all three it, it, points. It was, it was taking the piss a bit, bringing, bringing on <laughs> one, one, of, one of England's best prospects when we were 4-0 up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who, even with a... <laughs> Even with a twisted testicle, managed to come on and make middle-level coverage. <laughs> I mean, I, of course, we don't know that for certain. But, um, <laughs> that's, um, that's the rumour going yeah, around, though. Uh, but yeah, Eddie Aketcher uh, coming on uh, to make his uh, appearance for the first team uh, again, because, uh, of course, he's been out with injury. Uh, but the damage had already been done by the time he came on, and uh, we ended up winning 4-0. Uh, the uh, 11th clean sheet for Kiko Ksay in all competitions we, this um, season. Um, Kiko Ksay also made 30 successful passes against Middlesbrough, more than any of Middlesbrough's players. Which Are we not going to mention that free kick from Calvin Phillips, which got palmed over the bar? That was another good serve. Yeah, it was. It was. At the end of the game. Yeah. I know mean, we've been a bit critical of Calvin's free kicks in recent weeks, but that was a good good effort. I, I think he's a good free kick taker. Not like for shooting-wise, but that, that was del- that delivering was, into the box. That was a good shot, though, to be fair. Yeah, it was. It was. Right, and we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> <a> short time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a final win for, for Leeds United. 11th clean sheet, as I say, for Keith Gokesay in all competitions this season. Um, made 30 successful passes against Middlesbrough more than any of their players, which is brilliant Kiko's they had a really really good game uh, here most clean sheets in 2019 in the top four tiers of English football as well insane absolutely insane Kiko's uh, really really good and hopefully he does not get a, a lengthy ban but that's another story for another day um, fifth win in the world for Leeds United now eight games unbeaten um, can Leeds keep it up I mean my head says no my heart says yes <laughs> I it's going to come undone at some point because no team 
wins every single game in a season, especially no. not in the league as horrible and as badly refereed as the championship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this week weekend is going to be the the, the tested game because it's the Yorkshire Derby, uh, yeah. a West Yorkshire Derby, away from home, away as from well. home. So if we can go there and pick up and like a comfortable three points, and you think, well, yeah, we might go on a big run here, yeah, because oh. we got we got seven game seven game winning run last season. Uh, the record for Leeds United of, of all time is nine. It's not impossible, is it? Yeah. Can we go one better than last season? Win eight I'd games in a row, do you think? I'd like to think we can, but there's some difficult games coming up because we've got. Well, our next three games. So five five wins in a row right now. Yeah. Next three games: Huddersfield, Hull, which we'll preview later on in the show. Two Yorkshire derbies, um, and, then, and then Cardiff, which they're all winnable. Two Yorkshire derbies. Neil Harris has managed Cardiff City, the most Brexit team in the league, <laughs> who are going to lump balls into our box constantly. Yeah. Getting it in the mixer uh, in standard Warnockian fashion. It, I think it's going to be really tough, but. I, but you know, I think we can do it because Hull, Hull kind of blow hot and cold. Huddersfield are generally awful. Uh, they've lost the last two games. I know, I know it's going to come back and bite me, but but I'm saying that they are a dreadful team and a yeah. dreadful club. That's not that's not me. Some <laughs> <laughs> inside words here. And Cardiff play horrible football. We are by far the better footballing team than yeah, Cardiff. So. so you'd like to think we can pick up nine points, but you you don't look any further forward than beating Huddersfield at the moment, do you? Exactly, exactly. Uh, after this uh, win of Middlesbrough, though, we did go one point clear at the top of the uh, championship table, um, but that was until West Brom cheated their way to victory away at Deepdale on Monday yep. night. A late penalty secured them a 1-0 win over Preston. Um, quite a controversial penalty, this one. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a it, knife. It wasn't a penalty. It was it a blatant was a knife. The referee, as I said on Twitter, was in a different postcode when he made that call. <laughs> if you look at the picture of, of when the player goes down, there's about 20 yards behind him. The referee is nowhere to be seen. He makes that. He, he he's looking seeing that through his binoculars in the distance, <laughs> and he's made that call. If you don't know it's a foul, you do not give the penalty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, um, West Brom cheating. Ninetieth minute penalty. I was unbelievably annoyed yeah. at the time. I mean, uh, a lot of fans um, said, oh, "Talk about deception." You know, deception of a match official look at Patrick Bamford but at least he got banned and it didn't change the outcome of the game this has changed the outcome of the game and they're also, not going to get very, you know, two points taken off him are they so. Bamford didn't win a penalty doing doing his deception all he did was get El Ghazi yeah, sent off exactly. who, who had sending off rescinded immediately yeah exactly you're not going to take two points off West Brom here so um, yeah <laughs> awful it was awful Monday night I, I thought Preston were going to get a you know, good point there uh, do us a favour but um, no West Brom uh, felt as though they had to cheat to get a victory um, away at uh, Preston but we do remain in second place though and we are now five points clear of uh, third place Fulham uh, so we're in a strong position right now aren't we yeah but I, again it's kind of reminded me of the Monk season with Fulham just lurking behind us waiting to strike at any point and I know we're five points clear of them but we that was a, we're, we're playing them shortly aren't we? we're playing them down in London shortly yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, so that'd be a game we need to yeah, win. Yeah. So we play Huddersfield or not Hull. lose. Yeah. So we play Huddersfield, Hull, Cardiff, and then it's Fulham away. We need to go down there and not lose. That's all we need yeah, to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but we can afford to drop points. Now, we can, don't we, we, we can afford to draw team. against them, but we just yeah. can't lose because yeah. they'll just gain too much ground on us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, then uh, the Leeds United under twenty threes. They also picked up a victory this week in the uh, Professional Development League. Uh, they beat uh, Sheffield United under twenty threes two one at Four Parch last Friday. I mean, it, it was a good game too. Elon Mezier saved a penalty just before half time to keep the score at nil nil heading into the break. Um, then in the second half, all three goals in the game came in the space of four minutes. So Ryan Emerson uh, made it one nil. Then it was one one uh, before Matash Bogus made it two one. Uh, to Leeds with a really, really good free kick. This <laughs> really one. good free kick, that top what, corner. What is it with our Polish players scoring fantastic goals? 
I think uh, Bogus is just a good free kick taker. He's yeah. that kind of he's in the kind of Beckham mold, isn't he? The kind of central midfielder that's just loves a free kick. Kind of Lewis Baker if he was good. You know, Lewis Baker isn't good, but you know <laughs> that kind of willingness to to take on a dead ball scenario. But Bogus has had that for a while. And um, I'm looking forward to him making the step up. Yeah, say. I am because because a lot of people have said we probably need another, uh, you know to sign a number ten in January. Um, but I looked at it, you know, Patrice Bogus in the 23s is a good player, and I think that he does deserve a chance. I, I he impressed in preseason, yeah. yeah, and he impressed him in cup competitions as well. I, I think he's a great player, Patrice Bogus, um, really, really good, and he's got he's got a bright future. Hopefully, we keep uh, hold of him, and uh, hopefully, he, he does make a difference in our first team uh, very soon because he, he is a very, very good player. But fantastic free kick here to win the game for Leeds, two one, uh, another win for the uh, under twenty threes. I think that's three wins in a row now since that seven one loss uh, at Derby in the Premier League Cup the other week. Um, so they do, they're doing well again right now yeah now they've got all the players back off international duty they're back to their old selves and uh, they look to be in the hunt I think they're, are they fourth right now or third uh, one of them anyway they're back in the hunt for top two in that li- in the development league and it's all looking sunshine and roses once again yeah absolutely I'm on a clean winter <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's get into the news then. Uh, of course, we need to start with the big news, the FA Cup third round draw. Um, and what a tie it is for Leeds United. We are away at uh, Premier League side Arsenal. A trip to the Emirates, the Eddie and Ketia derby. <laughs> we play Arsenal quite a lot over the years in the Cup, though, haven't we? We have, haven't we? we I, have. I think it's the fourth most drawn fixture. Yeah, I mean, I think in the, in, in the 91 season... Um, we played against them four times in the FA Cup because you just because that was the era when we were just if you drew a game it was a replay. Yeah, <laughs> if you kept on drawing it was kept it kept on going to replay. There, there was no such thing as extra time and pens, which is ludicrous. <laughs> it was just yeah, if you draw this game, you play each other again. If you draw that game, you play each other again. Yeah, it was just endless. Yeah, um, but we had played them a few times. Um, Cos played them um, in that season. It was the season, first season we got promoted into, into the championship. That um, was that the, uh, the Bradley Johnson when he scored that worldie. Yeah, he well. scored that in the replay. Yeah, yeah. but um, in the um, 2010-11 season, our first season back in the championship, we played them away there. Uh, drew one or Snodgrass with a fantastic penalty. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, but that was that was when they were in Highbury, weren't they? This is in the Emirates. No, they were in the Emirates then. Was they in the Emirates in then? 2011? Yes. When did they move into the Emirates? They moved out of Highbridge around like 2006 time. I thought it later than that. No. No, fair enough. I'll defer to your knowledge on that one, mate. <laughs> I thought they moved out of Highbridge uh, a lot later than that. No, they, they, they were out of the Emirates in, <laughs> when we anyway, played the Cup. But, it, um, this is the first Cup tie in the last couple of years where I've actually thought, this might be good to watch on TV. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to Newport or Sutton or Preston yeah. or QPR. QPR drained my soul watching that game. It was yeah. so boring. I mean, remember that interview with Liam Cooper? He's like, how do you feel about the cup draw about QPR and Preston? He's like, well, we're just going to another championship team, aren't we? We already play them. Yeah, they are all pretty boring. I'd say Arsenal versus Leeds is just a standout tie in the draw. Of no, course, you've got the Merseyside Derby. Merseyside Derby is the standout tie. Liverpool Everton. Um, all right, so that's standout. This is the second standout. I think standout. Um, who are West Ham are playing Gillingham. That's a fairly boring one. Who are Palace? Palace are playing someone in the championship. That would be quite an interesting one. Um, well, the standout is Liverpool Everton, and then I think Arsenal versus Leeds is the next standout game. Yeah, because really. they're on dodgy form, we're on very good form, and but this is a free hit for us. Yeah. We lose, people go, "Well, yeah, it's Arsenal. Of course, they're going to lose." <laughs> we win, they go, "Jesus, Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal are terrible, exactly. and we're fairly good." Exactly. Plus, uh, and it's almost definitely going to be on TV. It's almost guaranteed to be on oh, TV. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I think it's a fantastic tie. I'm going to try and get tickets for that. I, I think. W- I wonder what the allocation they're going to give us, though. Well, the first time we went there in, in the uh, 2011 season, um, when we uh, drew one all there, 
Um, they gave us nine thousand tickets, but then uh, the next time we went there, where we lost one nil there, Thierry Henry scoring on his uh, I remember that. return to Arsenal. That was the only goal um, he scored, wasn't it, when he came back to Arsenal? Yeah, he, he was like thirty odd. Yeah, he came back, came back to Arsenal for, for like a few, a few, just a few months. Scored the goal against Leeds, the most Thierry Henry goal you'll ever see as well. Yeah, um, to, to knock that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was in post. Don't know. Um, he drifted it. He drifted it out wide of the goal and then yeah. fired, fired it in. Yeah. Um, but I think we only got Leeds fans only got five thousand there. So nine thousand the first time round, uh, five thousand the second time round. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully it's nine thousand because then I think you know we could have a chance to get tickets. So um, yeah, I, long I'm, trek to London though, mate. I'm, I'm going to try get tickets. I'm going to try get cost tickets a bomb as well because it's Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. But it's worth it. It's worth it. What 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 a game it's going to be. What a trip it's going to be. I'm going to try get tickets for that one. Um, I hope we play a strong side. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I. I hope we get a replay. That'll be great. Bring Arsenal back to Ellen Road again. Do you still get replays? Yeah, they still you, do you, it. You get replays until I think it's round six, and then then that game goes to extra time. That's that's the round before you. It'd be good if we, go if we can get a replay of Ellen That'd be great because I mean, of course, the first time I played them in the FA Cup back in 2011. Um, that's not the first time I ever played them in the FA Cup, but no. the first time in my lifetime. Um, drew one one, but. Took it back to Ellen Road. We lost 3 1 there, but probably Johnson, of course, caught that fantastic screamer. Um, and then the second time around as well, Martin Keon <laughs> before the game. I'll get that ball TV. smashed into his head. Yeah, so, so, so great memories from it. Was that Michael Brown who did that? I think it was Michael yeah, Brown. Yeah, Michael Brown, that. yeah. And then, he, and then it, Keon was like chasing him around the stadium. <laughs> Uh, yeah, some good memories, but it would be good to get to get a replay. Um, Amazingly accurate pass from Michael Brown, like, given how poor of a footballer he was. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he was I aiming pass, for? Think he was, do you think he was aiming for Keo's head? I mean, it's quite a big target, Keo's head, isn't it? Let's be fair. <laughs> he was like, oh, I can get this on target. Yeah, giant, massive, <laughs> chimp-looking face. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, the Yorkshire Post. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Keo. Can I continue? <laughs> um, the Yorkshire Post. Um, Graeme Smith, uh, of course, he said that, any, that uh, Eddie and Ketcher can't play against Arsenal. Of course, um, Arsenal are his parent club. He's on loan from Arsenal uh, at Leeds, so um, he can't play. Hopefully, they do sort something out because that would be good. Um, maybe raise the stakes a little bit. Square Ball said that um, maybe who wins um, gets to keep Eddie and Ketcher. <laughs> Just make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> I think Arsenal are going to recall him. I've got a horrible feeling. Do you think? Yeah. In January? Nah. I, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not. Send him back to Bristol City. We're going to beat us in the playoff final, mate. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, <laughs> That's don't the most do Leeds that. United thing I can think it of. It is. It is, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, Graham Smith at the Yorkshire Post. He said Eddie and Ketcher can't play against Arsenal, which is uh, unfortunate, but hopefully to do sort something out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, are you a fan of this tie? Uh, you know, yeah, the, me, and da- yeah. me and my dad were watching it on TV. We were buzzing because yeah. it got down to like the last few ties. And we, we weren't sure if we were going to... We're always one of the last balls out. Yeah, <laughs> always. generally. Um, uh, we, when we got drawn against Man United, we were the last tie to be picked. Yeah, t- Tony Adams pulled the number out and he, and he was like, oh, definite home win. I was like, shut up, you bloody miserable looking <laughs> pisshead. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a man age so much in 10 oh, years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> he, he was very confident. But like most of what I saw, Arsenal fans were like, uh, they thought we were going to be a really tough draw. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal right now, I mean, of course, they're, they're already on their. They've sacked Unai Emery recently. They've got in uh, Freddie Youngberg as the uh, interim. They're, they're going to get a new manager soon. They're playing pretty poor football, got a really weak defence. So, um, I mean, I, I reckon we have a chance yeah, against but the, Arsenal. They might have hired Ma- <laughs> Max yeah. Allegri by then. Right, but if they're still playing the way they are right now, when we come to play them, I reckon we have a chance. Yeah, I, I, of course we have a chance. It's the cup. They, say, they don't say they're magic of the cup for nothing, mate. Yeah. We've got, we've got, a, we've got a good team, 
great manager and a definite chance. Yeah, uh, it will certainly be interesting as well to see how um, this Bielsa side does against one what? of the Premier League big boys. Was it, was it last year? Yeah, before when Forest knocked him out four two with the Emirates. Um, no, that was at Forest. Was that was it at Forest? Yeah, oh, I thought it was at the Emirates or at no, the City no, Ground then. But still, yeah. Forest knocking him out four two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Arsenal they have a vulnerable side, um, and it will be interesting to see how this Bielsa side does against one of the Premier League big teams as well in a competitive match. Of course, we lost four nil. Uh, against Man United in, uh, in a friendly in Australia in the summer but it's a competitive match it'll be very very interesting I'd say that we play better football than Arsenal yeah um, definitely so yeah it, it'll, it'll certainly be uh, be an interesting game um, they've still got like, those kind of star-studded players to bring on though, like Lacazette and Aubameyang and yeah. Mesut Ozil off the bench if they're losing which, yeah, we, don't, which we will not have to bring off the bench yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it'll certainly be an interesting game and it's uh, one that I'm very much looking forward to I'm sure you're looking, oh, looking yeah. forward to it very much and I'm sure that every Leeds fan is looking forward to that game very much um, and the uh, FA Cup third round ties uh, will be played uh, from the 3rd to the 6th of January 2020 uh, so uh, keep an eye out uh, on the date and, and with tickets going to sale I'm going to try and try and get myself down to that um, some other news to go over then Leeds United have uh, given some youngsters contract extensions so um, 18 year old uh, under 18s player at Leeds uh, Jack Jenkins has signed a contract that runs until the summer of 2023 and uh, Leeds United under 23s midfielder Jordan Stevens has also signed a contract extension keeping the 19 year old at the club until the summer of 2022 Um this is good. This good that the club are giving their bright youngsters long-term contracts. It's it makes a nice change. Yeah, it does. To losing our good young players on a free or having to go to a tribunal in the case of Charlie Taylor to get six million pound or whatever it was. Yeah, it's it's nice to um, to see things like that. But you know, I don't know much about Jack Jenkins. I've not seen much of him because he's been playing for the under 18s teams, hasn't he? Um, but John Stevens is a bit of a surprise. It's Simon because he seemed there was rumours him being a bit homesick, wasn't there? And not really settling in. Obviously, had his the whole gambling thing, which he eventually got sorted out, and he served his time for that. But he's when I've seen him play in the under twenty three, John Stevens have been I've been impressed with him. I think he's a good talent. I think it was a another bright buy from uh, Forest Green, didn't we? Uh, yeah, uh, John Stevens. I can't remember where we got Jack Jenkins from. Do you know, do you know anything more about Jack Jenkins? Um, I'll Google him right now. Um, but yeah, um, John Stevens, of course, fantastic youngster. It's good to um. Good to have him, him on a long-term deal. And, um, of course, unfortunate about that gambling ban, isn't it? But um, uh, but he's back at it, back playing for the early United-23s, which is um, uh, which is uh, fantastic to see. Uh, Jack Jenkins, he does not have uh, a Wikipedia page set up yet. <laughs> so, um, I mean, no. he's a, what is he, a 17, 18-year-old footballer who's never played a professional game. It doesn't really surprise me he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the under-18s seem to be kind of going along nicely don't they, with the form so um, you, you would assume he's a good player <laughs> yeah um, sorry for the lack of detail there by the way <laughs> yeah sorry about that um, but yeah um, good that the club are giving uh, bright, these bright youngsters yeah. long term contracts so Jack Jenkins and John Stevens uh, tied down uh, to uh, long term deals uh, some other news to go over uh, as well the um, Don Revis boys they've been given the freedom of, of the city they have Eddie Gray with his rousing speech today um, also the City Council saying some very nice things about Leeds United. Um, how they've that, that team kind of made the city as known as it is. Because, you know, even though we sing the song, we're not famous anymore and we aren't famous anymore, the, the footballing world, and particularly the English footballing world, knows who Leeds United are because of that team. I mean, I know they, they've only honoured the team from 68 to 74. I think, I think it's a bit dodgy given we won the... Because uh, that's obviously 
74 was the end of Revy's time at Leeds, but like Jimmy Anfield got us to the European Cup final in 75. I think it's a bit out, out of order. We didn't include the guys that got to the European Cup yeah, final. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that kind of period in Leeds' history when we won the uh, League Cup in 68, obviously, the FA Cup in 72, league titles in, in 68 and 74. So that that is the kind of trophy-laden era of Leeds United, the, the best team we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and... All, the vast majority of our legends are in that team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, obviously, uh, I know Jack Charlton wasn't couldn't be there today, but Eddie Gray was there. I imagine a few of the other lads was there, and he sort of looked at kind of cursory glance at it today. But it's to give to give them the freedom of city. I think it's only right. No, no one was there today as well. To give them the freedom of city is, is only fair. They they yeah exactly. They put this yeah. city on the map for sport. They, they did. Yeah, they did. And um, I mean, Don Revy's team. They were probably the best team in the world at that time. Wonderful football inside. I mean. Um, I think it was. I think it was Johnny Giles who said in an interview. It was like um, teams used to turn up without like one or two mindsets. If they wanted to turn up and play football, we were we were a great football inside. And we could outplay them. If they wanted to turn up and just scrap with us and have a fight, then we could do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that that George Best quote as well. And he says that every team had a hard man and Leeds had eleven of them. <laughs> just just used to turn up. The, the thing is that they got a very bad rap because the press painted them in a bad light, and they were they were kind of hard footballers in a hard footballing era. They they played football how they knew to win, which was if if they could get away with Eddie Gray with a wonderful bit of skill, then they would do it that way. And if they could, if they could have Norman Hunter and Billy Brenner and uh, Jack Charlton chopping people down on the halfway line with two footed challenges, then they do that. Then they do that. But they're a fantastic team, and I'm rambling on a bit now. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah, but uh, fantastic that that they've that they've uh, been given this honour, and I'm uh, looking forward to all of them uh, flocking their sheep. Um, around the uh, Leeds City Centre because that's that's what it means. They're, they're, they're allowed to to, to 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 move sheep or whatever. I, I, I think it's just <laughs> I think that is a benefit of it, but it is, I think it's the highest civic award you can receive. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a fa- it's a fantastic honour. Um, so yeah, really really pleased um, about that. Uh, well, let's uh, now look ahead to uh, Leeds United's next game. Uh, it's a small matter of a Yorkshire derby, a West Yorkshire derby, um, this Saturday away at Huddersfield Town. Um, and Charles, this is this has got to be a win, doesn't it? I dislike Huddersfield intensely, as it may have come across earlier. Um, <laughs> I think it should be a win, yeah, because um, they're just a club full of people with chips on their shoulders and an inferiority complex. But they're they're in. They've lost the last two, haven't they? Um, yeah, not aware they haven't. Uh, they haven't won in a while. I think the well, well, they haven't won any of the last four games. Yeah, I think they picked up a couple of draws here and there. Yeah, uh, they won at Brentford away. Um, they, they look like they had a bit of a every every team that gets a new manager has the new manager spike, don't they? The yeah. team realise that. But then they return to shit. Yeah, and then they return to like Stoke, a perfect example of this. They've gone yeah. back to being shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, losing to Blackburn the weekend, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> uh, Huddersfield are have just been smashed by Bristol City five two. Yeah, in the week they're. I mean, their manager in the press basically took no prisons. They just said they were awful. Yeah. So they had no character. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a poor side. They're in a poor season, right, uh, so far. Is it Callan Grant that's still um, scoring quite a few for them, though? I'm not sure. I, I think their striker, Callan Grant, I think he's scored yeah. a few goals for them. So he's their threat. Yeah. So we just <laughs> stick, they, stick I mean, Ben White on him in midfield <laughs> and we'll be all right. Yeah. But they do, do have some other good players, though, to be fair. They've got uh, Alex Pritchard and everyone. But they are having, having a fair poor season. Because he used to be a um, knowledge Alex Pritchard. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, but they are having a fair poor season right now uh, so far. Huddersfield Town have to be relegated from the Premier League last season. Uh, so 19 games gone, uh, six draws, nine losses, and uh, just the uh, four wins. They're already on the second manager of the season in Danny Cowley, um, who arrived from uh, Lincoln City in September, uh, along with his uh, brother, uh, Nicky, as his assistant manager. 
And they did well under, under the circumstances at the start, as we say. Uh, but they have come back to being shit. Last four games, two two draws and two losses. Uh, the last game, they got battered 5-2 away at Bristol City, as you mentioned, Charles. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting because they'll either be really, really short on confidence. They're always up or, for this game, though. Yeah, or they'll be fired up, ready to bounce back and ready to, to go against Leeds, the, the biggest rivals. Yeah, because... They they treat this as the biggest game of all time, whereas we try to treat it as just another championship fixture because that's what it is. Because they've never been particularly good, not especially not in the last twenty years or so. So yeah, but they're going to be they're always well up for this game. They've beaten us the last three or four times, I think. Um, and we are, we always seem to struggle to turn up against them for some reason. Yeah, I don't, do, I don't know whether it's just because we don't care enough or care as much as they do, but they always come flying out the traps, and we always go into it kind of tepid. Yeah, well, it's their biggest game, isn't it? It's their biggest derby, but... and it's at home. It's it's at the John Smith's shed. So, I mean, EA or FIFA 20, they like to call it the Kirkley Stadium. Oh, it's <laughs> only got about 18,000 people in it, and they all, they're all using clappers anyway. Yep. And they've got a drum as well. A bunch of tin pot weirdos. But, you know, hopefully we can pick up three points there and yeah, never return yeah. to that shitty yeah, from the stadium absolutely. ever again. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Huddersfield Town, they have in 19th in the championship table on 18 points. So two points above the relegation zone, so they'll want to uh, move away from there uh, quickly. Um, let's have a look at uh, how uh, who scored.com. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, so the strengths, they're good at creating uh, chances through individual skill, uh, creating chances uh, using through balls and stealing the ball from the opposition. The weaknesses, uh, so they are weak at stopping opponents from creating chances, weak at defending against skillful players, uh, weak at protecting the lead, very weak at avoiding individual errors, and also very weak at defending set pieces. Um, the style of play... Uh, Do we have any weaknesses? Um, I'm not sure. I think ours are just... Our weakness is clearly set pieces. It's clearly corners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Huddersfield's style of play, so they uh, like attacking down the right, taking long shots, uh, doing short passes, uh, playing with width, uh, play the offside trap, uh, consistent first they put, 11. They play the offside um, trap? Yep. They're going to get caught out massively. <laughs> absolutely. Held across um, is going to bomb past that offside <laughs> trap. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they uh, keep a consistent first 11. They are aggressive and they, uh, they like playing uh, in their own half as well. <laughs> I well, don't think they're going to spend a lot of time playing their own half. I don't think so they're playing. Yeah, I don't think they're playing their own half. I think that's opposition's playing in their yeah, half. Opposition <laughs> just battering them, so they have to play in their own half. Yeah. Um, of course, Leeds go into this game in good form, as we mentioned earlier. Five wins in a row and beating an eight. And we're second, uh, two points behind league leaders West Brom at the moment, but five points clear of first place Fulham. So we could afford to drop points this weekend. We obviously don't want to. Um, we have lost our uh, previous uh, three meetings with Huddersfield. The last time we beat them um, was away in uh, November, November the 7th, uh, 2015, under Steve Evans. Uh, three no win there. Uh, many may remember Alex Moat scoring an absolute worldy of a goal um, against um uh, but obviously different circumstances now since we last played them, of course. Very different teams. Yeah, I mean, of course we last played them when they got promoted to the Premier League to did a double of us that season. Uh, but now we are a better side than them. <laughs> Let's face it, we have a better side With than better them. With better players uh, yeah, and, and a better sh- manager. Yeah, <laughs> and we should be winning. Of course, form goes out the window in, in derbies, especially, you know, very local derbies like a West Yorkshire derby. Mm. Uh, form does go out the window. Um but it's obviously key to keep our run going, isn't it? Of course. Um, can, can you see? I asked you earlier, but but can you see Leeds United continuing this win this winning streak? We just need to turn up and actually do do what we did again in the first half against Middlesbrough. Just fly them from the out as soon as we start, because yeah. that's what they're going to do. They're going to be well up for it. So we just need to start the game and attack them immediately. I know Bielsa sometimes does this kind of like ten minute work out what the opponents are doing and then. 
<clears throat> adjust tactics accordingly. But I think we just need to fly them. I think they're weak, and I think they're a, a dying club. <laughs> I think at the moment they're in in a really bad place, and I think we could just give them one last punch in the face before they go down, yeah. which would be nice. <laughs> Score prediction for Saturday: two 0 leads. Two 0 leads. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three 0 to Leeds United. I, I'm confident. I'm I, confident about it. Then again, I bet Carlin Grant scores against us. Yeah. Uh, also for you, of course, Cam Phillips, he's out for this game. So who plays there for you? Last game against Middlesbrough, we saw Ben White play there. The latter stages of the game, Bavardi came on at centre-back. Um, would that be your, your option? Would you do that? Put, uh, I would ben rather... White? I know. I think we're going to, but I would honestly rather... If we had Adam Forshaw fit, I would literally just chuck Forshaw in for the game. Because I don't, I don't want to disrupt the centre-back partnership yeah. of Cooper and White. Yeah. But I think that's going to have to be the case. I think we're going to have to do... Because yeah, um, Forshaw, he looks like he's never going to be fit again. <laughs> Yeah, let's um, face it. Hopefully, hopefully he does make a recovery before Saturday's game. But of course, if he doesn't, then Ben White going in. Jamie Shack was also a bit touch and go with whether he's going to yeah. be fully fit or not. So I think it's going to have to be White in the in the DM role. Yeah, but it's that it's that holding midfield role which we don't really have options because you know I had a few people tweet at me this week saying to put Matthaus Click back there. I don't think Matthaus Click is a defensive midfielder. And got- also, he's just scored two goals against Middlesbrough. Two, you know, one of those fantastic goals. I wouldn't drop him back. He's not. What's the, the point in dropping him he's back? He's not got the physicality for it. Yeah, exactly. So, so what's the point in dropping um, Matthaus Click back there after two goals um, in his last game? Um, Alfie McCarmon, of course, the under-23s uh, player, plays in Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips' uh, role uh, for the under-23s. So, I mean, it's probably too big a game for him to it, make his championship made, debut. He made his debut in the Cup against Stoke, then <laughs> he looked a bit, a little bit out yeah. of his depth. Um, so, and this yeah. is Yorkshire Derby, you don't really want to chuck him in like Yeah, that. it's probably too big a game for, for him to be chucked in for, to make his championship debut. Then again, we chucked Leif um, Davison at Aston Villa away, yeah, and that worked exactly, out. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so for me, you either put Alpha McCarmont in there, you, you, you risk it, put Alpha McCarmont, or you do what Bielsa <clears throat> did uh, at the back end of the middle of the game I put Ben White there and then Bavardi at uh, centre back I think Ben White could do a job there he, he, he's always sprinting out of you know out with the ball and running through midfield and playing really nice uh, through balls so um, yeah it, it'll certainly be uh, be an interesting one to uh, look out for uh, but you're going to 2-0 win 2-0 win yeah I'm going to go 3-0 to Leeds United on, Paddy Bamford uh, to continue his scoring streak I, think, I reckon yeah, and I reckon Jack Harris will get another one yeah hopefully hopefully uh, but yeah I'm going to go 3-1 win to Leeds United um, for this Saturday. Um, also, we need to uh, look ahead to Tuesday night's game against Hull City at Ellen Road. Back-to-back Yorkshire derbies. Um, Hull right now, uh, they are in 12th on 26 points. Um, another season finishing at mid-table for them by the looks of things. They, they love a mid-table finish to Hull. Uh, <laughs> and they love not selling Jared Bowen, weirdly, Yeah, given, he, given how many goals he scores yeah. for them. I mean, how has Jared Bowen not left there yet? He's fantastic. He is exactly the kind of player that Spurs would sign. Very, very good English. <laughs> but instead, they signed Jack Clark. Yeah. Out of the two of them, they made a poor yeah. choice, given they could have probably got Bowen for like 12 mil. Yeah. We could do a Jared Bowen, couldn't we? Yeah, I reckon we go up. I reckon we should sign him. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not he would come from Hull to Leeds is a, uh, is exactly. a, is yeah. a dodgy one. That's another question. But, but um, he, he's a good player, and he scored twice against us last time we played yeah, him at home. He did. He, in he, a he, horrendous yeah. game. Yeah, he, he is a good player, and Jared Bowen is certainly a player to. Um, 
to watch out for. Um, right now, Hull, the last four games, they've won one, drawn one and lost two. Um, they take on Stoke City at home this Saturday, so it's probably a win for them. Probably Stoke City, points. second from bottom, of course. So, yeah, probably three points for Hull City there. Um, Leeds, of course, um, unbeaten uh, in five of our last six meetings with Hull. Three wins, two draws and just the one loss, of course. Um, and that loss did come the last time we played them at Ellen Road back in December last year. Uh, we lost 2-0. Um, that time out, so time for revenge. Time for revenge against Hull. I mean, we beat, we did beat them at their place last season as well. Tyler Roberts, yeah, Tyler Roberts, fantastic goal from distance. Yeah, I mean, uh, we do have a good record against them. As I said, we're, we're unbeaten in five hours, six meetings. So we should win it, shouldn't we? Yeah. Score Gusick, prediction. Gusicki's pretty good though as well. He is. Score prediction. I'm going two 0 again. Two 0 again. I, don't, I reckon we're going to go the rest of the season without conceding another goal. <laughs> <laughs> he says, jinxing his own club. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting on Saturday whether we concede or not, because Ben White uh, probably not going to play centre. I want us to get, CDM, get so. a clean sheet on Saturday because then we will have conceded ten league goals in twenty league games, which is point five goals conceded mm. a game. That is mental, isn't it? Absolutely mental. Uh, but you're going two 0 I'm going to go two 0 as well. I'm going to go two 0 to uh, Leeds United uh, next Tuesday night. Uh, but that does bring us to the uh, end of episode forty six of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much as always to Charles for joining me in the studio. Yes, I'm on that. And uh, thank you very much to uh, everyone who has uh, listened or watched. We uh, really do uh, appreciate the uh, support. And sorry that this episode um, is a very short one, but me and Charles are going to go and see Jack Whitehall. We've got three tickets for we Jack have, Whitehall. I need to late. check my phone because yeah. it'll probably be buzzing <laughs> mental with my family. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, we, we're going to see Jack Whitehall. So, um, yeah, that's why we needed to rush through this one. So apologies if you wanted it longer. Um, it is uh, a fairly uh, shorter podcast here. But if you still enjoyed, then why not subscribe or follow uh, the podcast? Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Podcast if you're listening on there. Uh, share it around as well. Make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Paul Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search Paul Things Leeds on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you haven't already. Just search All Things Leeds on YouTube. Uh, me and Charles, we will be back uh, next week. Uh, but for now, take care and we'll see you soon. <laughs>